For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Thank you for listening to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. Your homies pod for all things Lakers. Hashtag perfectly for your ears. Brought to you by the Hoopheads Podcast Network. We wanted to take a brief moment here to ask our listeners to hop on over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star review or rating. Your review or rating means so much to us, and it goes a long way to help us continue producing this podcast. We'd appreciate it very much. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Laker Podcast, part of the Hoop Hedge Podcast Network. I'm Yo Lagazzo, and today I'm joined by John Webb, Lagazzo, and McKay Westbrook. Uh, before we start uh, with the Christmas and New Year's coming up, um, I just uh, wanted to take, uh, I mean, we just wanted to take this time to thank our listeners for supporting us. We'll probably have at least one more episode before we take this, uh, a holiday break uh, from here. Uh, but we really do appreciate it. I know you, you, you guys hitting that play button to listen to us uh, on this pod, and 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 your support and engagement on Twitter and Instagram means so much to us. So thank you guys. Um, anyway, you know, en- enough with the sentimentals. Uh, I want to talk about Anthony freaking Davis first, um, dude. I I know he's only played like two games, uh, but I don't think he's missed a beat. I mean, he's a, he's a cheat code. It feels like he's. Uh, still, uh, you know, his, his performance have car- has carried on from from the playoffs. Um, he shot six from seven from downtown last night in the last preseason game. He's a bad, bad man. <laughs> a bad, bad man. What can you really say about him? I mean, he uh, he looked like he was running his paces for the finals. Yeah, and we're we're gonna talk about this in in just a little bit, I'm sure. But um, with absence of of a big man, I. I hope he's not getting too used to to shooting that three because I foresee him playing more time underneath. But definitely uh, great to see that 
he hasn't lost a step. Yeah, seeing this level of play from Anthony Davis this early on should really be scary to other teams. When one of your superstars isn't performing and the other one can just turn on and erase a 16, 17-point deficit, that's tough. That's tough, tough, tough. Yeah, and that's with a, a revamped Phoenix team that's looking like they're they're going to be good. Yeah, they are looking like they're going to be good. Um, but, dude, that... <laughs> That uh, step back three buzzer beater was something else, dude. That, I mean, we saw that already in the playoffs, right? We know he could do that, especially from that corner. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I don't know, man. I think this year, I know he didn't get a lot of votes for it from, I don't know, was it ESPN or Bleacher Report? But I think this dude should really be on the MVP discussion this year. No, for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I think we already know what what happens when it comes to ESPN lists and and their thoughts about that but <laughs> no I, I I definitely agree I I think he's on track for it anyway and listen if AD is shooting three pointers at this level of accuracy like good luck because now you have potentially all five players shooting at high clips Good luck running any sort of uh, defensive scheme that leaves any shooter open. Dude, you're right. Like, you can have, especially with the addition of Marcus All, you can have all five of your guys on the, on the, on the court a potential three point threat, dude. And that, that is scary. That is scary because you don't, I mean, there, you have two big men out there. I mean, who, who has two big men that could, could shoot threes like that, dude, in, in their team? Oh, right. Like, it, we're, uh, we're new age Golden State, but everybody can shoot now. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, let's um, look. Look, these are these are preseason games, right? They're they're pickup games. Uh, the full squad wasn't on display the whole time, right? And and we certainly we certainly didn't see them try the whole time. <laughs> uh, the still still the Lakers went four zero in the preseason, and I think that's pretty legit. That's goes to show you you know, the caliber of this team and how deep this team is. And and I want to get into the, the weeds a bit here and, and talk about um, what we learned in the preseason, the good and the bad, and, and then go from there. But uh, let's first take a quick break, and then we'll uh, talk about that when we come back. So stay tuned, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high-quality, low-priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys, 
with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on jerseybirdofficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at jerseybirdofficial.com. Welcome back to the hashtag Laker podcast. I'm here with McKay and John Webb, and um, let's you know let's continue our talk, our discussion here on uh, the preseason. I w- want to talk about the good and the bad. Um, you know, want to particularly uh, first start with the the good stuff. So, what did you guys see out there? Um, you know, who is performing well, and you know, what kind of things did you guys? Uh, uh, see out there that uh, you thought were, were good things for this uh, new Laker squad. I really like THT, man. That guy's a baller. I uh, I had no idea that he was going to be anywhere near that good. He's he's dope. And I mean, overall, our, our, our team ball looked like it was pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's some little chemistry issues that we still have to work out. But um, I liked the way Montrez looked underneath, he can uh, kind of bully his way underneath a little bit. And uh, Kuz, Kuz was looking good. I don't know how how much that will translate into the regular season. He's obviously not going to be getting as many touches with um, some of the other guys on the court, I don't think. But Kuz overall looked pretty good in the preseason. Yeah, I have to agree. You know, really the most apparent quote unquote good in the preseason is the emergence of THT. I mean, last night, what he had 18 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about him long before this because we saw flashes of brilliance in the G League and in last year's playoffs, but he looks to be a solid rotational contributor this season. And, you know, Really, Kuz and Harold paired with THT is a solid second unit. Dude, so THT in the preseason scored 20 points average, um, six rebounds, three assists. He shot 55% from the field, 54% from three-point land. I mean, um, look, James Worthy said it. I mean, and I have to agree with him. He's got to play. He he cannot be denied minutes the way he's playing. I'm sorry. That's what he said uh, in the post game. I mean, he didn't have a bad game in these four four preseason games. Sure, he he started slow in, in, in some of them, but throughout the whole game, he was a positive contributor on both ends of the court. And um, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a a, a good rotational player for us. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll even start in some of the games. Yeah, and another good is that we're able to close out games behind deficits. I tweeted this out, but the Lakers have shown fits of dominance, as we saw with the Clippers, and resilience, which we saw the last two preseason games down uh, double digits. But I don't think this is how the players, and particularly Coach Vogel, wants to play this season. Uh, Consistency is going to be the key for him. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I mean, THT really... 
look like he has the ability to be consistent. I mean, it's just preseason ball, but he he looked great, you know, and um, you, you can tell when when somebody's a good baller. He's got it. We'll we'll see how many minutes he gets. I think it's going to be a tough distribution this year with with how deep we are. But I agree, we've got to find some minutes to to get him playing. And uh, I, I don't know who's going to have to give their minutes up to him. But uh, the the other thing that that I was kind of amazed by was, did you guys know that? Pa- or I mean, uh, Mark Gasol was such a good passer. I mean, I knew he could pass, but he's a great passer. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, he's great. I um, He's got incredible court vision, great touch, and I think he's going to be a great contributor to the, to the Lakers squad. I think it runs in the family, honestly, Mike. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we knew Powell was a great passer, in Memphis, and then when we got him, he was like an excellent passer. And Kobe talked about it a lot when when we first had him. And Mark's the same way, you know. We we saw we saw it in in Memphis with the Raptors, and now that he's with us, uh, just it looked better in purple and gold. <laughs> Everything looks better in purple and gold, dude. That's right, <laughs> dude. I just love his vision, his court awareness. Um, that that uh, cross court. Uh, outlet pass to AD was so good. Uh, I think that was like the third preseason game, the first preseason game against the Suns. That was so awesome. He grabbed that offensive rebound, looked down the court and threw it, and AD was right there and he dunked it. Um, so, you know, I'm 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 excited to see Marcus Saul and, uh, do that, but I'm also excited to see him. Um, I, I, if you guys saw, I think it was the third, uh, the third game also. Uh, it was a pick and pop a- action um you just didn't see that you just didn't see that last season um with with Dwight and and JaVale at the center spot you know defenders were worried about lobs from our centers last season this year they're gonna have to think out uh, beyond uh that and actually in beyond the arc and they have to they have to guard Marcus off from there and it's gonna be a different look um offensively for us and and defensively for for our opponents with Marcus on the on the court yeah, and it, it kind of reminds me of when we had Bynum and Pau Gasol. And teams really had to worry because both of them had great hands. And I remember Bynum running off screens from Gasol and like headed to the rim for a dunk and a lob. It's this it's the same thing now, you know. AD could run run off a screen, pass it off, and then Gasol mm-hmm. could literally lob it to him. And then that leaves the other three players just sitting there waiting for spot up threes. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's good. I'm, I'm excited to see more of that. I know, I know there's a lot of, of uh, things that we need to figure out still. And I mean, I mean, we talked a little bit about Kuz, right? I did. I did want to mention him, dude. Uh, dude has been playing, man, except for maybe yet last, last game. He's, he's been a top performer and, um, one of the top contributors in, in these preseason games, he's racked up 17 points per game, shot 41% from, from deep. Um, you know, I don't foresee him starting, but uh, I do see a lot of, uh, a lot of minutes going to him uh, in, in this, uh, this season. I hope so. Yep, definitely. 
And obviously the bad is certain rotations are still out of sync, like McKay was mentioning, Uh, especially really the starting lineup. It's it's a process, but I can see some tweaks that Frank Vogel and maybe Jason Kidd can make in that lineup that will really help maximize its potential. Um, Really, I'd, I'd start Matthews or Caruso opposite KCP and would rather have Kuz come off the bench and bring that one, two, three combo with THT and Harrell. It's got a lot of energy and appropriate spacing and and really consistency uh, that will really just annihilate other bench units. It'll force opposing coaches to to maybe play their starters more, and that's that's an advantage for us. I mean, we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. What what happens there? There's a lot of new additions to this this team. A lot of players trying to to get familiar familiarized with with the offensive and and defensive systems that the Lakers have. Um, they're also, you know, trying to manage health, you know. The health is a, is a big priority. Uh, and um, and now with the emergence of THT as well, you have to manage uh, minutes with him and trying to add some minutes to, to his to him and, and put him in the rotation. Um, but, yeah, um, one of the problems that I saw was defending the big man um and we saw that against the phoenix suns with deandre Ayton there um it just didn't look like marcus saw could guard him um and i don't know if that'll be a problem moving forward where we can't guard at athletic bigs um but uh i i wonder you know i, I don't know if trez can do any better um, he's a little bit too small, but I know his wingspan is pretty, you know, it's over seven foot. So I don't know. What do you guys think about uh, about that? That's definitely one of my concerns. I think we're we're pretty set when it comes to our offensive ability. Um, we've got a, a ton of people who can go out there and just score. Um, when it comes to to our defense, yeah, it's plugging up that hole. Um and and dealing with the big man, we saw Montrez last year in the in the playoffs. He he wasn't able to completely shut down uh, Jokic in in that Nuggets series, and that ended up maybe being the difference. Um, I think the difference is that Anthony Davis is so versatile, and I I think we're gonna have um a rotation where he goes and he plays down at the five when we need him um you know he he might not like it but i think he's gonna have to suck it up a little bit and he's gonna have to assume that role i think um a lot more than he did last year anyway uh just because that i think that's gonna be a little bit of our achilles heel when he's not there and this is really where I look to Lionel Hollins and his defensive mind. Um, he's going he's gonna to find a system where he's going to be able to maximize the players that we have, uh, especially Gasol. I'm not worried about him because he has a solid basketball IQ, and he's, he's really top 10 in defense among centers. And, you, and you'll see that it's, it's not all about athleticism. It's about spacing. It's about angles. And Gasol really understands that. 
I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, um, and I hope that, uh, you know, I, I do believe in the coaching staff. I mean, I mean, what, who, who what's not to believe w- with this coaching staff? I mean, they, they took us to the championship and, um, and we won it all because of, uh, well, first we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but if it wasn't for the, the coaching staff as well, um, you know, we, we wouldn't have been in that, that sort of position. But uh, let, let's let's take a quick break, um, and and when we come back, we'll kind of continue our discussion, and uh, you know maybe we'll talk about uh, you know what you, your predictions on the starting and 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 closing lineups, and then um, then we'll go ahead and preview the next few games um, that are coming up. So stay tuned, guys, and and we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree. There isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Liquor Podcast. I'm here with McKay and John Webb. And on this last segment, um, I first want to talk about uh, um, lineups. Uh, based on the limited minutes we saw with LeBron and AD in the starting lineup and, you know, sort of the tinkering that we saw uh, Vogel do with the rotation of the lineup in these four preseason game, games, uh, you know, who's your starting lineup? and uh, And then... You know, is that different from the closing lineup that that you predict? It it's a little bit hard to say. I think I don't think it's gonna stay the same. I think we're gonna continue to do some experimenting at the beginning of the season, and I foresee it uh, changing within within a little bit. Um, we'll see. I think we'll uh, probably start KCP, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Mark Gasol, and I, just just because of the way he's been talking about it, I I think we might throw in Dennis Schroeder. You know, I I think that might have been part of the discussion and getting him over here is is telling him that he would get a starting role. Um, I could be wrong. We could very well start um, West Matthews. THT. or <laughs> yeah, right, THT <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, everything is subject to change right now. I think with so many new players in the mix, it's it's impossible to to really know what we're going to get after only four games of preseason. 
Yeah, and for me, there's really three three players that are the core of that starting lineup. And McKay mentioned it, right? KCP, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. And then everyone else really is plug and play for me. Like, if you look at a, a an opposing team and you want to have some sort of advantage, you know, you start those three and then you plug in players that are going to give you that advantage. And that's, that's what I see Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd doing. And shout out to KCP, man. The level of confidence and the consistency that he's showing since the playoffs, since the finals, is amazing to watch. Yep, I, I think you're right. I think you're right on cue with, with uh, what uh, you know, my thoughts are for the starting lineup. Um, KCP, LeBron, AD, and then you plug and play. I think, I think that makes the most sense, honestly. Um, and I guess it depends on the matchup who who we're, who we're matching up against. If, uh, you know, who's gonna be the, the the I guess the one and and the five or the two and the one. However, you you see LeBron playing. If you're he's your point guard, then you're trying to look for a two or three. But it was interesting to see Kuzma start. You know, that was a pretty big lineup. Uh, these past two preseason games with KCP, Kuzma, LeBron, AD, and Gasol. That was an interesting lineup. Um, uh, I wonder if they were starting that lineup to see if that was their closing lineup. What do you guys think? Um, you know, wh- who do you, who would you want closing out games? Uh, I, I definitely foresee... Um, Caruso being in that that closing lineup, we <laughs> saw him in in the closing lineup a lot last season. Um, he just plays so so well alongside LeBron James and has really come through in in the crunch too. Um, with that being said, I could also see him potentially being in some of our starting lineups. So. Uh, we'll see. I I think that closing lineup will be different too. Um, Kuzma sometimes last year was part of that closing lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's also going to depend. I I think this Lakers squad is going to be. Um, I I could round a whole lot. Yeah, and really depends on two things for me: the lead and the chemistry. So if we have a huge lead, I don't think it really matters much who is in the closing lineup because honestly, the Lakers are so deep that whoever is in that closing lineup is going to be able to close. But if it's close, right, I want the players that have the chemistry to close it out, the players that have the experience, the players that know how to work well together enough that they're able to show some sort of offensive and defensive consistency together. I, I think Caruso is definitely a, um, a person that you would consider closing out the games. Uh, I also see KCP out there as well. Who never know? Maybe THT as well. I mean, depending on how he's playing. Um, and, you know, Le- LeBron might need some help with the playmaking. You know, if you if you put Caruso and 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 KCP there, there's not, you know, Caruso can playmake a little, but I don't know if he can do that to the extent that THT could um, based on these games that we saw with THT. Um, probably you might see Kuz, maybe Markeith Morris out there closing out. Um, you'll definitely see AD at the five. Uh, I think that... Uh, 
um, that worked out really well with us uh, all season long, especially in the playoffs as we closed out games. Um, but man, dude, look, Lakers were four and zero in this preseason. We have regular season games coming up. This was from uh, Lakers reporter Mike Trudell, and he said that LeBron and Vogel tempered expectations to start the regular season. He's, uh, LeBron said, obviously, we're not where we want to be long-term, right? But but that's absolutely okay. And then Vogel followed up later and said, it's going to be a challenge for us early on. We're going to have some ugly moments early. Uh, so so as we take a look at the this upcoming schedule, right, we face the Clippers on the opening night, on opening night, uh, Mavs on Christmas Day, then we got T-Wolves, Blazers, Spurs, the Spurs twice, the Grizzlies twice, Spurs again, and then the Bulls. Um, so you know, those are the next 10 games. Given LeBron and Vogel's comments, how do you think these games will go? Yeah, look, LeBron and Vogel know better than anyone where this team is at the moment. Huge stretches of uh, last night's game was ugly to watch, really. Every Laker fan was probably reeling in their couches or wherever they were watching uh, in the first quarter. I think we gave up something like 38, 40 points. It was was ugly, right? And But this team, like we saw yesterday, can weather adversity and and still take the win. Yeah, I I think... um... These first 10 games, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a winning record. Um, it, it's honestly not not that tough of a an opening schedule, which is great for us. I mean, we've got um, the Clippers and the Blazers and the Mavs in there, um, but we're also going against the T-Wolves three times against the Spurs and a couple against the, Briz- the Grizzlies and the Bulls, so... I, I think we we should be able to take um, the majority of those, um, but at the beginning of the season, it's always uh, interesting to see how these these teams are going to look with the addition of new players, and um, we'll we'll see. You know, I, I hope the Lakers take it to them, and we jump out to a great start. Uh, I I definitely think we're going to have some early season woes. But um, just like what John Webb said, we were able to figure it out. Um, and yeah, we've, we've got Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So <laughs> exactly. No, enough said. Enough said. <laughs> Look, I think the toughest matchups that we have here, right, in these next 10 games are uh, Mavs, Blazers. Uh, maybe the Clippers, but we saw how they played. <laughs> uh, but the rest of them, they're like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really too worried about that. I, I like McKay said, I'm not too worried because we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the team. But still, you know, the team is still trying to figure things out. I don't think everything was worked out or figured out in those four preseason games. I assume that they will try to use these next the you know these early games to try and figure that out and try to figure out you know what works best what doesn't work things like that um but you know you never know lakers last year really meshed together from the very beginning and and uh 
you know, despite being in the similar situation that we have here this year, where, you know, we have a lot of an influx of new players and we have uh, some of the old players back, but uh, I will see. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how the Lakers respond or, you know, handle these, these next uh, few games here. And, and listen, all those teams are going to want a crack at the defending champions. Oh, yeah. The Clippers, Kawhi, PG, PVEB. Having to watch a ring ceremony on opening night is going to light a fire under them. <laughs> and I hope it does. I hope it does, guys. Because this particular group of Lakers will need to see lots of bad before they're unbeatable come playoff time. Mavs and the Wonder Kid on Christmas Day is really going to be a must-watch. Mm-hmm. I am excited every time LeBron and Luka take the court together. I don't know why, but it's it's always like a battle of the heavyweights for me. No, for sure. Uh, and uh, Luka just being at the beginning of his career, it's it's exciting and it's scary to see. You know, I I don't know how much better he's gonna get, but. It's He's so definitely awesome. got plenty of plenty of room to to grow. Yeah, it's it's hard not to be a a, a fan of his. Um, I I, it, I feel it's like it's gonna be fun. When when you know we were we had Kobe and Powell, I felt I was always you know rooting for Dirk too, <laughs> and it was funny because Dirk was the one that knocked us off and didn't allow us to do a three P. But you couldn't help but but you know, have him as a favorite player. You know, I feel the same way about Luca too. Yeah, especially because one day he'll be a Laker. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that, I think that's it for today, guys. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Follow, subscribe, and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd appreciate um, those reviews on Apple Podcasts, especially. Um, follow us and and um, on Twitter. Uh, uh, we're also on Facebook now and and on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. So, with that said, guys, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Games in the Admiral Refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.